You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we come to you once again for a spoiler-free movie review and take a closer look at the freshly released El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Of course, this movie dropped within the last 24 hours or so on Netflix right around the world as well as a variety of theatres around the world too. And very, very exciting times for Breaking Bad fans as this movie has basically been a bit of a surprise. It kind of came out of nowhere. A lot of people thought it was going to happen and it happened and here we are today. My name is Ben and I'm excited, bitch. Uh, it's not really a quote from the movie, but anyway, I thought we would uh, try and drop something in there. It's just me today. Uh, I'm sure you're probably hoping that somebody else will be on the line with me, but uh, nope, just me. I'm going to be here to talk about this one by my lonesome today. And uh, it's it's actually very interesting how this movie, of course, came about. It had long been whispered uh, that there might be a Breaking Bad movie or some sort of spin-off coming at some point. But Vince Gilligan, uh, the show's creator all but announced this just out of the blue only uh, about a month or two ago. It was really, really quickly, basically, that this all of a sudden was dropped. And then um, from being announced to all of a sudden uh, being released uh, within the space uh, of uh, a month. So uh, actually announced on August the 24th. And uh, here we are just on October the 11th, so barely six weeks between the two. So a lot of Breaking Bad fans, very, very excited that this was coming about. And uh, we love a good surprise when it comes to these sort of things in this day and age where it comes. The whole thing was filmed in complete secrecy. Uh, and they did a very, very good job because I really don't think this uh, leaked at all until it was announced. But, of course, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, um, and a lot of people out there, of course, are, uh, I guess the, the main plot of this story picks up directly after the events of the finale of Breaking Bad. And I should probably, even though this is a spoiler-free review, I guess I should put a slight disclaimer that for people who maybe haven't seen Breaking Bad, as in the TV show, that they're probably probably will be spoilers in terms of that. We're kind of opening that a little bit. So maybe if you got to this point of this episode, you haven't watched Breaking Bad, maybe don't listen to the rest of this episode. I don't know why you'd be watching this movie if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, but hey, you never know. But obviously from this point on, I'm kind of going to be discussing some things that happened in the TV series that may lead to spoilers if you haven't obviously seen it. So this movie picks up Moments after the finale of Breaking Bad, of course, Walt has died. Jesse's basically stolen an El Camino and he's on the run. And he's free, he's off, he leaves laughing and crying all at the same time. That's kind of what we last saw Jesse. And all of this movie is just the following moments. What happens with Jesse kind of over the space of a of a variety of time. And it's kind of intersected with a variety of flashbacks as well as kind of present day stuff and everything along those lines. Now... I guess the big thing to talk about with the flashbacks and a lot of people sort of questioning like, oh, is this person going to return? Is this person going to return? I will, all I'll say, because we're not here to spoil who returns, but there are definitely returning characters from Breaking Bad in the flashbacks, which is very, very exciting for Breaking Bad fans. Again, I'm not going to spoil it. The only one really I think that um, can possibly... Actually, I won't. No, I won't even go ahead and spoil uh, the the main sort of one, who I think has kind of been announced or shown in the trailers. But um, yeah, just just in case you haven't seen the trailers, because some people don't like to watch trailers with things like this and just go into it completely blind. So there is kind of one main person from 
uh, the past, who is no longer with us, who shows up quite a fair bit in this movie. And one thing I'll say, it's quite jarring that the person who plays this character clearly has put on a little bit of weight in between the end of Breaking Bad and now, because there's a six-year gap, of course, when Breaking Bad ended to today when this movie's come out. And it's a little bit jarring, like, this is meant to take part in the past and all of a sudden you're seeing him and he's bigger and he looks older. Like, I get it, you can't help these things, but I'm just wondering if there was, um, you know, a chance for him to, to lose some weight or kind of add to that. But, uh, I mean, th- this movie is entirely uh, Jesse's movie and Aaron Paul, as, as he was in all of Breaking Bad, absolutely incredible uh just amazing completely owns this movie from start to finish and it's it's really an interesting character study too into the jesse pinkman character because you watch the development i mean a lot has been said about the development of walter white across all of the seasons of breaking bad and kind of how he starts off as this chemistry teacher to this you know epic big drug lord by the end of it and i think kind of jesse as well you know he starts off as kind of this naive high school dropout you know just just taking drugs and and doing this sort of stuff to sort of this damaged and scarred young man by the end of it you know he's been completely tortured by a bunch of neo-nazis in the final season you know kept in a cage and how that's affected him but throughout the series you know he's lost his girlfriend at the hands of walter he's had to kill people something that he hated you know he's completely anti-violence so kind of that development of the jesse character is really really interesting to remember heading into this movie because you know, if you're kind of going into this expecting it to be a, a real flashback to, you know, what's up, bitch, kind of character that is Jesse in the early days, then you're going to be sorely disappointed because this is all about the desperation of Jesse and kind of coping with everything that's happened to him post uh, the, the final moments of Breaking Bad and kind of just really reeling from being captured by uh, by the gangs that sort of held him in a cage and tortured him for all that time. So, you know, I think I think that to me was the the highlight of this film is just seeing how Jesse was able to cope with everything that happened because it could have been really easy for Vince Gilligan to just be like, lol, you know, fun times ahead. He's forgotten all of that now, and here he is going off and that. But like, I, I like that realism of this that this is how you would expect someone like that to cope with everything that he has been through and it kind of switches into this desperation mode for Jesse throughout this film you know his his need to survive his need to kind of move on and you know stay clean from the law and moving forward and everything along those lines because this kind of adds to the flaws of the Jesse character because clearly at the end of Breaking Bad, you know, he was very much made a deal with Hank and sort of everything was going well with the DEA. Then obviously Hank got killed and that's when he got kidnapped. So therefore, pretty much all of what he told against Walter and everything along those lines was basically never on record because it was all destroyed and nothing was ever proven there. So in the eyes of the law, you know, it's clear to see why he's been chased and considered a pretty serious suspect. So that all adds to this desperation of Jesse and just doing what he has to do in this film to, I guess, survive and stay free. And I really, really appreciated that. And as I said, this is Jesse's movie. This is Aaron Paul's movie. Just absolutely owns everything. I mean, he's basically, I would say, 98% of this film. So, and that's, that's that's an incredible, I think, feat to achieve for an actor that you kind of, you so much focus on, someone like this to, to, to maintain just how well he does the screen presence and kind of make you feel for every moment of Jesse across his film. It's, it's really incredible. And 
sort of that works very well into the flashback side of things that I mentioned because I think I've read a few reviews kind of saying like this is just the Breaking Bad greatest hitch, you know, like he's a random character return, he's a random character return. And I can see that to an extent, but at the same time, I don't think they go too crazy with it. I, I would say there's four returning people uh, who each, I would say, and they're in the flashbacks, I should say, have a, a prominent role, uh, five, six, five, there's four main ones. There's a couple of others that kind of float here. But I, I would say that each of them play a part where it's not just like, a, hey, here's this person, remember them, and hey, here's this person, remember them. Like, it's not done in a way where it just feels cheap. I think each flashback serves a purpose, and, and Vince Gilligan is incredible at intersecting sort of small moments into main moments that you don't realise what you're seeing, that you think to yourself, like, okay, what's the point of this? But then all of a sudden, it's just got this huge wide web of connectivity that all of a sudden you're like, wow, okay, I really see what that's doing to it. So, I mean, the movie opens itself straight away with a flashback with a with a prominent character, smack bang right in front of you, there it is. And you're like, wow, okay, awesome, that's that person, great to see them back. And then just the way it's connected, basically, it bookends the movie right at the very beginning to the closing moments. And it, it's, it's just some fantastically well um and and even with the others there's there's a very brief returning moment from one such character which i wasn't expecting and all of a sudden i was very happy that they came back and it worked very very well there's a another scene uh, you know it's a mid decently size scene uh, which will very much excite a lot of people out there um and then the other sort of returning one that character kind of plays a major role throughout the flashbacks like they're almost the second most prominent person in this entire movie and it's all done through flashbacks and that's that one i'm talking about where it comes down to a bit jarring that this actor has put on a bit of weight looks a little bit different um but i i guess kind of just with that though is that there are some other characters going back to my point about saying it's not like they've just gone hey cool let's bring this person back for for nostalgia reasons they could have easily done that because there's at least two people that i for sure thought they would bring back maybe even three that i would have i would have sworn money on that they would bring back just for that reason but they didn't and there was barely a mention of these people. There was a mention sort of a one of them, but not by name, kind of just by association. So I think that is where this movie works, where it's it's just Vince Gilligan just hasn't rolled out the 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 absolute greatest hits by doing this, that, and everything else. And that's where I have to disagree with some of the reviews that I've read there about this, that that's what they're kind of going out there and trying to achieve. So I think it's done very, very well. It's not done too cheaply, just too purely go for nostalgia reasons, and I think it works an absolute treat. And, I mean, look, I don't even really need to sit here and say that every single person acting in this movie is fantastic. I mean, anyone who's watched Breaking Bad would know how incredible the acting um, capabilities are of anybody ever on screen in Breaking Bad. So um, all the supporting cast play out fantastically well and just just incredible to see. And and speaking of incredible to see, I mean the direction by Vince Gilligan is just incredible. Just the 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 style that he uses, which many people in Breaking Bad are familiar with, kind of these unique camera shots where all of a sudden you've got like a, a stationary camera attached to a random object and you're sort of tracking a person as a holding a pen or something like that. Like just it's just a unique take. There's there's a particular sequence in this movie where Jesse's kind of in a house searching for something. And just the the way that that whole sequence is shot through these unique camera angles, these unique editing chops, and there's this overhead shot where it's kind of like they've taken a layout of a house, kind of like a blueprint, and extend it to a point where you just kind of see Jesse going between all these rooms. Like it, it's it's incredible. It's fantastic filmmaking, 
and just absolute props of Vince Gilligan. And what's probably going to be um, a bit of a, a shame for this movie is I believe it's not eligible to win Academy Awards because I, I was reading somewhere that you've got to show it in a certain amount of screens over a certain amount of time, and I don't think they're doing that. So um, Emmys, it will probably be eligible for, I'm assuming, kind of when it comes to, uh, I don't know, made-for-TV films or miniseries that at the Emmys next year or even the Golden Globes potentially. But just, I mean, I'm not even talking about the acting. I think Aaron Paul would very much be, um, you know, in the running for an Academy Award if this was eligible. But just the, the cinematography, the editing, the, the technical points of this movie, I think, really stand on its own two feet. And, of course, I think Vince Gilligan would be, you know, a shoe in for a nomination for uh, Best Original Screenplay as well. So, uh, I could be wrong on that. Just kind of what I did a bit of research in the lead-up to this episode, it does appear that this movie isn't eligible for the Academy Awards, which is a shame. But if it is, uh, then it would be fantastic to kind of see a little bit of uh, a love out there for this kind of uh, on those those levels of everything as well. Um it's it's really interesting, I think, kind of just how they've gone ahead and done this um, and just, you know, six weeks turn around and boom, here it is. Like, it's it's great that we can live in an age where kind of this is how it happens and it's kind of almost what we expect now. But, I mean, it's I, I did see a few people sort of criticizing, like, do we really need this? Like, it ended so well. Uh, you know, even sort of leaving Jesse's story a little bit open-ended kind of, you know, adds a little bit of intrigue and mystery to kind of what we, we think of the Jesse character and how things are going to be moving forward. And I, I can understand that. But um, I I definitely think that this movie is is worth watching. Like, I don't think it's, you know, something that... I don't know if it's necessary, and I don't want to say it's not necessary, but, you know, you could have lived in a world where this movie didn't exist, uh, but at the same time, you're kind of glad that it does exist because you do kind of see this side to Jesse and kind of just it left it a bit open-ended where, yeah, it works in a level of kind of, hey, I wonder what happens to Jesse in the future, but at the same time, you're also like, cool, I like to see what happened to him in the future. So, um that probably was a little bit of a skew if way of explaining things, but, uh, you know, I think I know what I mean in my head. Um, a couple of shout-outs to just when we're talking about the um, the, the, the appearances, the, the side characters in this movie. Uh, it's, it's pretty much well known that uh, Skinny Pete and Badger return in this movie, Charles Baker and Matt Jones, who are incredible. They're only in kind of a very short sequence in the movie, but um, great, great moments to, to see that, uh, to see them very well in this in this film as well so um yeah great thing and i think also too because i'll be honest i've only sort of watched breaking bad through maybe twice and it's been maybe a good year and a half two years since i've actually rewatched it through but um you know there's a lot of good recaps out there online to kind of bring you up to speed and kind of refresh your memory but i think i will say that as someone again who hasn't watched this probably in a good year or two it's not something that you really a hundred percent need to be on top of things of exactly everything. Like there are, there was one sequence, like one character who returned and sort of one sequence where I'm racking my brain. I'm there for a good couple of minutes going like, Oh, I know, I know this guy was in it. I can't remember who he is, but he's important somehow. And then all of a sudden it, it, it clicked. And then I was like, ah, right. Yep. 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 So I didn't have to look that up. So like kind of, there might be moments like that where all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, you know, like, oh crap, maybe I should, you know, rewatch this or have a refresher. But, um, just subtle little moments. It's kind of like when you watch Better Call Saul, where there are, there are definitely references to future events in Breaking Bad, but, um, you know, you don't a hundred percent need to know. So, 
Um, yeah, I think I think it's fascinating, kind of attaching Better Call Soul to this Breaking Bad universe now that you've kind of got this really. It's like this trilogy almost now, don't you? You kind of have Better Call Saul as a prequel. You have Breaking Bad as kind of the original and sort of the the foundation. And then you have now El Camino as the movie to kind of conclude it off. So, um, yeah, fascinating, fascinating how we have all this. Um, soundtrack, as always, it's unique. It's great. Uh, Breaking Bad always has these kind of, you know, songs that you know but you don't know. And it's kind of, it always works very well into the theme of it. Um just everything works really, really good with it. Uh, the score is fantastic. You don't even hear your Breaking Bad. You don't hear the down, 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 down. Like, you don't hear any of that. It's kind of done completely in its own stylized way. Um, and it works. Like, it, it completely works. You know, they they could have easily just gone that, that route and just kind of done that to really add to the sense that you're watching Breaking Bad. But, um, yeah, you didn't really need it. And I think kind of at the end of the day, it, it works. So, um, there's really not a whole lot more to add. I think... It's it's tricky to fully talk about everything without spoilers, but you know we. I just think it's important that people. I mean, this is a movie everyone's going to watch. If you're a Breaking Bad fan, you're watching this movie. It's it's really no um, ifs and buts about this at all. Like you you like Breaking Bad, you're watching this. But I will say it's it's as a movie standalone, it is still watchable. Um, you know, I was. Mallory didn't watch it with me because she hasn't seen Breaking Bad yet. But I, I don't know if you could fully watch this without having seen Breaking Bad. I think you could because, I mean, on its own, it's kind of just like a almost like a, a thriller-based movie where it's sort of just based on this one man's attempt to stay free and kind of start a new life. So you could kind of just watch it as that. But there is probably a good percentage of this movie that you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't really get a lot of the flashbacks. You wouldn't understand a lot of all this sort of stuff. So by all means, if you've watched this movie without ever seeing Breaking Bad and maybe use this as a starting point, you watch it and go, okay, this is all right. I'm going to go back and watch Breaking Bad. It could work that way. I'm not sure. It's, it's the same way as I'm sure there are some people out there who watch Better Call Saul and then watch Breaking Bad. Sort of, you know, it's it's not maybe like a Star Wars as such where... um. Well, even Star Wars isn't really an, an absolute order you should watch, but um, I, I would probably argue that watching Breaking Bad first makes the most sense, followed by, I mean, this probably then Better Call Saul. But, um, yeah, if you watch this without having seen Breaking Bad, I definitely think you'll have a lot of questions. So, uh, but I, by all means, give it, a, give it a shot. You never know how you go with it. Um, I guess... Really, uh, on this fairly short special episode of the Oz Network today, it already comes down to what we're going to do with it with the rating-wise, and I think the obvious answer is obvious. We are going to buy this episode, um, this movie, I should say. Um, it's, you, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's a movie of what you would expect. Like, it, it, it's not like you end this movie and go, oh, that was crap. Like, oh, God, why do we need that? Or it's not like, you go, wow, absolutely. Like, you're not completely blown away with brilliance either. It's kind of just standard Breaking Bad. And I think kind of what Breaking Bad does very well is maintained a level of consistency across all of the five seasons where it didn't really dip in quality, did it? So I think kind of that's where El Camino holds up to that. And I think that as a Breaking Bad fan, I was pleasantly surprised with this quality. And I think that is where most people will will come out of it as well. So for me, it's a buy. Uh, I... Could not recommend it anymore for Breaking Bad fans. If you're not a Breaking Bad fan and you're just watching this without ever seeing Breaking Bad, you're probably going to be lost for most of it. But at the same time, you could probably still get some enjoyment out of it. Um, and if you're not a Breaking Bad fan and you never plan on watching it, 
then this movie's probably not for you. So, uh, it's that's that's how he crumbles, I guess, when it comes to the opinion of this film. Uh, and I will say that um, we do have some loose plans to start a Breaking Bad recap series possibly next year uh between nick and myself it's something that i'm hoping we can do and then then we'll probably with that actually do a full recap of this movie not just a review so uh if that is the case obviously keep an eye out it is something that we are looking at doing but uh it all comes down to a matter of time and planning and everything else in between so uh if you're keen for us to do a breaking bad recap series uh, really want us to do push us tell us tell us to do it and then uh we'll hear and we'll probably end up doing it. So uh, this has been our spoiler-free review of El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, now available streaming on Netflix, as well as available in select cinemas around the world. Get out there and see it. It is very much worth the price of admission or the price of your Netflix subscription. Uh, Movie-wise, we've, of course, started our Star Wars recap series that started yesterday. Get very excited. Episode 1, Phantom Menace, nearly five hours worth. If you haven't listened to it already, that is available now, as is our Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines recap, and we're continuing on with those Terminator recaps in the lead-up to Terminator Dark Fate. And our TV ones, of course, we've got Survivor Island of the Idols, Coverage, Lost, and Third Watch also happening as well. Plenty to keep you entertained here on the Oz Network. Until we next speak again, uh, this has been the Oz Network. My name is Ben, and bitch, I I really don't have a quote. I'm just going to end it. Shut up. Um, To me, not to you. Uh, Closing it now. Thanks for listening. Good. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.